Hi friends, I'm Olivia. And I'm Katie. And we are Podcast by Proxy. Welcome. We're live. I almost said welcome, but that's not it. <laughs> good morning and welcome. It is 8 p.m. where we are. And I was going to say good morning. lost my mind. I'm so happy it's Katie's week this week, everybody. I just am a loopy gal today. So welcome back to Podcast by Proxy. Happy Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Saturday or wherever it is where you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm going to just pass it on over. I literally don't know what happened from when we were chatting before until now. It's like instantly like you got like a sugar rush or you got like overtired because you're just like, over, and I can see her. Overtired. She is struggling over there. Yeah. So super overtired. That's um, okay though. Do you have anything new, fun, crazy? What was your thing this week? Like going on in I, my life? I was like, we're in a heat wave again. So we've kind of been like, yeah. shelter in place where it's cool not much i was just telling katie that like i i have a, i have a job outside of this podcast that i work at uh i work at home really we all know that really but i was just telling katie that like i have taken so many random like thursdays and fridays off this summer i don't actually think i've worked a full work week in a really long time so i'm gonna be shell-shocked in a few weeks when all my vacations and fun things end and i have to like do my job until april work again um but otherwise yeah i don't have any like true crime kind of updates this week i've kind of been following there hasn't been anything um there has been things but nothing like too major that i want to update on per se um, I started a new fitness and eating plan, like, regimen. Uh, my food has mostly... So, I work out a lot. I think we've kind of talked about... Not really. Because it doesn't matter. This isn't a fitness podcast. But, like, it's my hobby. I enjoy the gym. It keeps me sane. It's, like, my mental health outlet kind of deal. Um, but I exited my fitness era a long time ago. And my diet has just been, like not great and I've been noticing it a lot like I I mean I was telling you in like April that I wasn't sleeping properly through the night Mm -hmm. and I mean it's been like and you moved since then so it's not the house it's not the environment no it's literally been like nine to ten months that I just have not been able to sleep properly I like wake up in the middle of the night and I'm hungry I actually I'm just gonna tell this story because once I told some of my friends they were like oh my god I have the same problem so I wasn't really eating until like noon which back in the day was like a fasting thing but I think now I'm just like literally starving myself and under eating so I wasn't eating till like noon and then I was eating lunch and then I was having like a really big dinner and then I was going to bed and my body's like starving so I'm awake and I think this has been one of my major problems because I started hired somebody to help me with meals mostly um And at first I felt like I was eating so much. Like she has me eating like the second I get up, literally till I go to bed. And I was like choking my food down the first couple of days. I slept through through the night like a baby. Mm -hmm. So this is like a week ago. Um, I'm now super used to eating all day. I'm like hungry when I get up in the morning. I'm no longer choking down my food, feeling like I'm eating like an elephant. Um, But my sleep problems are like significantly reduced. So, but it makes sense you're just waking up with a normal hunger now. She's essentially just shifted your eating window from the middle of the night to the morning. Yeah, just like eating all day so that I'm not starving and like in like starvation mode at 2 a.m. Um, so invest in your health and what you eat mm-hmm. and how you eat really, really does have an impact on your day-to-day life. Um, I need a little kick in the pants to remember that, but... Yeah, I'm on that little little journey, so that's about it. That's all that's new with me. I'm sleeping, which is awesome. I love that for you. I'm like, I just feel better, and I'm hoping that this is, like, a good little little fun thing for me. Yeah, why not? It's a little jolt in the right direction. It's never a bad time to... to It's never a bad thing to improve. It's never a bad time to reevaluate your choices. 100%. Anyways, what's going on with you? that can be anything. Yeah, it really can. But um, for me, it was food. And I didn't, I don't think I realized how truly lacking I was. Like, I knew that my diet wasn't amazing. But the fact that, like, the first day I started this new plan, 
Um, and it's not macro counting. Like, this is a friggin' meal plan. I have to weigh all my food. It's kind of, you know, it's not intense, but it's, like, a bit more work than... Anyway. I mean, I weighed my food for macro counting, so probably a similar amount of work, though, in theory, for someone maybe considering getting a dietitian or for sure. it is a more meal plan I mean, it's coordinator. Not, it's, not, it's just different when yeah. I was just kind of eating whatever and tracking what's on the box and, like, trying to make the little puzzle fit, and it just wasn't working because I wasn't in the right anyways. This is not a fitness and diet podcast. We can move on from That's my... That's I was laughing earlier because you're like, this isn't a diet and fitness podcast. And you're like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the story. I think that everybody struggles to a certain degree at some point in their life with their food and how they feel, though. So it's like, it's relatable. But anyways. Totes. Anything exciting happening with you this week, ma'am? Um, I really don't think so. She, got, she went too long for Jeopardy. So, nope. <laughs> Try again next week. <laughs> Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, I watch Jeopardy about like five nights a week. So much Four, guaranteed. The fifth night, like sometimes Friday if I have something to do, I'll miss it. But I record it still, so I still watch it. Wait, what? You don't record it. I totally record Jeopardy. Okay, guys, I did not know this about Katie, so this everybody's learning this at the same time. I love Jeopardy. You record Jeopardy. Yeah. That's... That's amazing. That's a diehard fan. I learned something new about you today, you know, so I love that for you. I could watch a lot worse. Oh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm just like, I didn't no, know No, I'm just saying like for five nights a week, that does seem like a bit of an addiction. You would be a... <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie and I'm addicted to Jeopardy. <laughs> you would be a sniper at any form of trivia. No, because I usually just sit there and don't know most of them. But <laughs> then when I do know them, oh my God, when like college week comes up, I'm like, here I am, like boom, boom. It's like two thousand. The topic so is two thousands, like pop tunes. Katie's like, yes, I got this. Two thousands MTV. Oh, I'm your gal. Fuck yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so let's get into this because today's cases are a little bit different. Did and you I hear say that? cases. I was gonna say cases. So not only because both of these are a a little bit shorter. They're in the same area. The same de- police department is looking for information. Deployment. Deployment. Wait, police deployment. I'm fine with that. Same. Anywho, okay. <laughs> so I thought it was interesting. I thought it was... I'd never heard of either of these cases, really, considering that they did take place in Ontario, but they also both happened during the pandemic and I think because the world was so loud with everything else going on at the time Mm -hmm. even up until currently today even that I think we're missing a lot of other stuff I mean that goes in general for the media 24-7 there's always something that they're loud about and we're missing a whole lot more and they are both cases of people of minority or potential immigrants so that is also, I think, to take into account why maybe they didn't get as much focus front and center. Um, and even though I was able to find a, quite a few news articles, they were all saying the exact same thing because these are active open cases. So I just wanted to bring some light to both of them because I was, like I said, shocked that I had not heard of either of these in any way, shape or form. And maybe you have, but I know you don't really watch the news either. <laughs> I actively choose not to watch the news. Yeah. I like specifically good for your mental health the articles too. like for true crime for the podcast that I want and the rest is like no thank you. Thing is you know where it is if you want to read it and that's all you need to know. Yeah. Just you just need to know where to oh my god, do you remember when we worked at that sick company together and they were like, You just need to know where to locate the information. You don't need to remember it all. Oh yeah, that's that's a pretty standard, uh, that's how, but I I just live, really... this is how I live my life. I don't need to know the information. I just need to know how to locate it. And I'm really good at that. Yeah. I, we're both just like beep, 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 when it comes yeah. to finding information. Yeah. So today we'll start by talking about, uh, Kuak Tran and Christy Wen. So they're a young couple who lived in. Vaughn, Ontario, 
So this does fall under the York Police Department and there's a few small neighboring police departments that really were not involved. So we're predominantly working with the York Police Department. Okay. Just so if I say YRP at any point, you know why. York Regional Police. Yes. So Tran and Wen owned a hydroponic and garden store called Ultra Garden Supply. And when I went and looked up their Instagram, because it's still active, they like predominantly sold the stuff to grow weed. So when you look at their tagged posts, it's just everyone showing their plants and stuff. It's really funny. But the reviews for their company said that they had this like amazing seating area with cold beverages so they could sit and like have a consult with you about what you needed. The store was so clean. It was so affordable. They were always really helpful. Um, again, because we don't have a lot of information about the people, I use these business reviews and they were all like five stars across the board. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute. So Kwok Tran was 37 and Christy Wen is 25 at the time. And September 18th, they are reported missing. They are nowhere to be found. Family has not heard from them in days. They're not returning calls. So they reach out to local authorities. When local authorities look further into it and look at their home and their business, they find that at their place of business at 111 Zenway Boulevard, there's indications that there could have been foul play at the scene of the crime, although they're not saying what information that is. They just believe that this was a targeted attack. Now, I don't know if this is because... I mean, could... At first, I thought because they're Asian and with everything going on, with COVID, we've just seen a high increase in yeah, like attacks against people for of sure. any Asian at the, culture. At the time, yeah, definitely, which there's no good reason for it. But, um, you know, we saw local businesses that were Asian-owned getting, you know, targeted and their windows smashed in, and it was really gross to see, so... Well, and, like, elderly people just getting pushed down and kicked on the street in yeah. Vancouver. Like, that was so common, and in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Like, people were just attacking elderly Asian people for no reason, because they felt like they were just associated with the spread of the coronavirus, which is completely absurd. <laughs> Super dumb, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Tran and Wen were last seen at 5.30 on September 18th, 2021, as mentioned. And this was at the Zenway Boulevard location of their business. Oh, September 2021. So that's quite a ways into COVID then. So I wonder if there was something else like at the scene that made them think that it was targeted and not just their race. Possibly. Um, they just, at the time, said they were met with foul play. Okay. And wouldn't release much details other than where they were found. Right, okay. Or, or sorry, where they believe that something took place and they have reason to believe that they've been met with foul play and are asking the public for information. Right, okay. That's all we're asking. Well, that so could far. literally be anything. Exactly. It's pretty vague. September 21st, the YRP also add that at 4.50, so just about... 40 minutes before they were seen at the intersection of highway East and warden Avenue and asked for anyone who might've seen them passing through the area to reach out with information as well. This is when they also released the information about the vehicle that was driven that they were able to find on just immediate quick surveillance. And it was a large white transport truck, like huge transport truck. Like when they show the security footage, it's like, you can only see like, two-thirds of the back of it and the tires nope, that's creepy it's weird don't like it immediately when they release the information about the truck some tips come in from locals and on september 29th police arrest ricaldo ricaldo okay liberd or liberd and he's 36 years old but they're shocked to find that he's only charged with two counts of accessory to murder after the fact and then they announced that in early October, with tips from the public and further information provided and through connection of the vehicle and the suspect that they've arrested, there's indications to find that 
remains or information about the case weapons potentially were dumped at the Twin Creeks Landfill and Environmental Care Center in Watford and it's between Sarnia and London south of Highway 402. So the reason they know this is because locals were able to kind of piece together the trip the transport truck took and so they don't know what was in it. Were they disposing of materials, weapons, bodies? Right. We don't know at this point. Right. And it's good to remember that like when the police arrest somebody in Canada that goes for anywhere for anything, they have 24 hours to lay a charge. Otherwise, the person is released and there has to be significant or sufficient evidence. The, the prosecutor has to believe that there's sufficient evidence to take it to court or to at least have a chance in order for a charge to get approved. So, yeah, they we have enough information right out the gate to potentially press charges even. Yeah, so, and this, build so obviously case. they have enough. They had enough in this case to prove that this person was tied to the dumping or the remains in some way, but not that they were... Okay. Yes. Yeah. They're seen in the vehicle, on surveillance, in the truck, and then other locals are able to piece together the route the truck takes yeah. out to what we now know is Twin Creeks, Twin Creeks Landfill. Police search consistently there. And the following Monday after this announcement was made... All local businesses in the same strip mall as theirs were closed down and all dumpsters from behind the ninth unit were removed, searched, and then returned. Okay. Police reached out and collected further video footage and were able to piece together a little bit more information and I believe find out what they were looking for. And their business too, to keep in mind, is in a very industrial style strip mall. So it's not like it's a strip mall when I say this, that it's out in like the middle of a huge intersection with businesses everywhere and high traffic. So video footage is really what's necessary. A neighbor named Henna said that they were really wonderful people and she was shocked and saddened that this had even happened. And Dave, a building manager, said that they were only one of the businesses that was even actually open in the strip mall anymore since COVID hit. They were one of the few that was still successfully above water. And that he really, like, spoke highly of them. They were really great. Well, it sounds like they were amazing people and business owners, but also people had nothing else to do but grow things. So that makes sense. Right. We and was like, all bored. We all took up a gardening hobby during COVID. One million percent. They now come to find the suspect that they're looking for is Fung Tan Wen, who's 35 years old. He has no relation to Christy, even though they have the same last name. And he actually prefers to go by Mike, so I'm just going to call him Mike moving forward because it's easier. Okay. He is reported to be 5'8 to 5'9, between 170 to 180 pounds, and he is considered to be armed and dangerous. Police have publicly pled for him to reach out to either like a mental health authority or police authorities to turn himself in. Lybert is still set to appear in court on the 14th of October. So we will keep you updated. And I have applied for all the updates that I found online about this one. So yeah, Newmarket Courthouse, if you're in the area, October 14th, he's going to trial. So you may be able to sit in on it if it's some type of a public hearing. But we don't know if he's going to show up or not. No, he's in holding because he's on. He's being charged with two counts of accessory after the fact. Oh, right. So no, he's okay. being held like, until what? his trial. Okay. Wow. So a few other details. The police hope that at the time a recently created, like during COVID, a Canada's Most Wanted list was re-released. It's super cool. They thought it was going to generate like a ton of tips when this got re-released and brought light to it, but it didn't. Does anybody even know that a Canada's Most Wanted list exists? Also, the website like, is kind of flat. Frankie didn't know either. I didn't know. Maybe that just makes me super dumb. I don't know. I just did not know that. Okay, yeah, I guess it's just like a wanted by the RCMP list. Or is there actually well, I'm going like to give a you a legit... bit more information. Okay, I just yeah. need my dog to shut the fuck up. Oh, 
Don't ruin my next segment. Yeah, okay, well, I'm just like that Google shit before. I she... know, I can see your face and <laughs> I saw what you were about to, like, mouth. I need to like, know. No. Along with the Canada's most wanted list, list <laughs> introduced what's called the BOLO program. Ah, there it is. Yes. So it was started in 2018, and it was privately funded by another foundation owned by Stephen Cretier. So his mission statement was to encourage citizens to be vigilant and allow them to make reports that can help police make arrests and also capture the most wanted. So the he, he, they published a top 25 on April 26th of this year. Yes. As well. And so there's a $250,000 reward for anybody on this list. Wow. And Mike rolls in at lucky number eight. There's a guy just before him or just after him, and his picture creeps me out. Good Food is Canada's number one meal kit service that delivers right to your door. Good Food makes cooking fun, easy, and affordable. They offer different meal plans to fit your needs like vegetarian, clean 15, easy prep, and the most popular basket, the classic basket. Every recipe is packed with fresh produce that comes directly from farmers and with good food. You can skip the trip to the grocery store and have everything you need to make your curated meals delivered straight to your door. Sign up for good food today using the code free podcast by proxy to get your first classic box for free. That's free podcast by proxy when creating your good food account to get a classic box on us. Hi friends, if you like what you hear and you want to get even more content from us, we're officially live on Patreon. Patreon is a subscription service where you can get early access to our regular episodes, get bonus episodes, live Q&A sessions, and more. Visit the link in this episode description to learn more and sign up. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Podcast by Proxy. Katie and I are so appreciative of every single one of you for being here with us. If you want to support us even more, don't forget to hit the follow button wherever you're listening and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Growing the show means we will be able to invest more time into bringing you more stories like the one you're hearing today. Okay, that must... uh, I think I got it mixed up when you were telling me, like, who's going in for trial for the accessory. Anyways, okay. So there is still somebody that has not been arrested. So if you look at the two suspects... One is an African-American man and one is an Asian man. Yeah. The African-American man is the one who's accessory and he's in holding. Right. And the Asian man is the one that's on the most wanted list and he's the one that physically is responsible for killing them. Okay. I'm looking up the Bolo list right now. It's really interesting. Um, Authorities think that Mike probably, like, GTFO, the GTO, so to speak, like, later days, uh, likely even leaving the country. Right. Um, as of April, they were actually able to locate some remains in the landfill with all the tips provided. Mm. They haven't released whose identity it is because they can't confirm it yet. Right. They've said. So that could mean that maybe they've found a sample that's deteriorated. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's a piece of evidence that might match maybe a piece of clothing they were seen wearing or something like that. So it might be a loose piece of evidence, but it did say some type of evidence or remains were found at the landfill, but won't confirm who it is yet. Okay. Police Chief Armstrong as well to this day feels like it was targeted, but still has no idea what the motive is and doesn't feel like anybody else is in danger. Yeah. But still recommends not to approach Mike if they see him. And if they have any tips, they can also reach out to uh, 1-866-287-5025 or homicide at yrp.ca or 1-800-222-TIPS, of course. Yeah, so that's Um, very ongoing right now if you're in the area and you think you saw or know anything. See something, say something, pick up the phone. Um, Wow, that's crazy. A few other things about, like, that Stephen Petia guy. Because I was like, who the hell is this guy? And I wasn't quite sure. So he's a CEO and founder of, like, do you ever see those trucks everywhere that say Garda World on the side? Yeah. Okay, so they're used for, like, transporting money, cybersecurity, things like that. He's the owner and founder of that company. And he is operating out of 45 countries, but he, like, remortgaged his home for a second time. 
to get $25,000 to invest in this company. And it's now worth something stupid like $4 billion. I was going to say, and now he's a billionaire. <laughs> right? Like, it's crazy. And they commit to donating to various Canadian not-for-profit organizations specifically. Oh, that's cool. Because they that. are both Canadians living abroad now, him and his partner. We love a philanthropist. Especially a philanthropist that's specifically providing funding to Canadians. True, yeah. Just because those affect us more. Because we're Canadian, eh? Yeah. Another cool thing that I saw when I was looking at this is, like, the way that they use their services. Because the BOLO project or program isn't, like, police necessarily. It's still a not-for-profit organization. So they do, like, digital banners on the side of trucks and drive around with them if people are, like, missing or wanted or anything like that. Digital banners. And for anyone who doesn't remember, BOLO is be on the lookout. So it's also to normalize that term for citizens to want to be on the lookout for information, to want to be encouraged to come forward and see something. You say something. Yeah. Well, we will link all that information in the episode show notes show notes right i show notes, i always yeah. get it wrong uh you do description box we i'm a youtube gal and we through. are not on youtube i forever in my head i'm on youtube though i know um yeah we'll link all of that information just so that you can access it easily and i think that you she's not done i'm not done i was just she's not giving done. you a moment to feel like you had wrapped that up I got more for you, because like I said, the York Police Department is really just needing our help, people. When I was doing the research for the first case, because I just really wanted to do something that was like a call to action, we can help, let's Mm -hmm. get information out there, I kept coming across this other case. And like I said, they were two cases, both involving two people, people of minority, although they're not connected, they both deserve... A bit more attention and help. For sure. And this one just also gave me like a weird kind of flashback because, well, you'll see, we've, there was just something similar that happened like this in Victoria and Mm. I was not far from there at the time and I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay. So, on early Saturday morning of July 24th this year, around 3.30 a.m., two security guards at the ATL Lounge in Vaughan, Ontario, were shot and killed. Yeah. Like I said, these places were only 15-minute drives apart. And this is very recent, like a month ago. Very. Shit, okay. Yeah, it's like crazy recent, and it just didn't seem like there was... I don't know, like, so many of their friends reached out and, like, immediately were like, what can we do? How can we help? Where can we provide information about them? Like, let us help. So it was really kind of astounding to see the outreach of their friends and family, too. Um, Especially because both men are born in Nigeria. Okay. So they were born and raised there. Both men came to Canada to work or study and just have what they said a better life. They were both currently living in Mississauga, one of which was 22 years old, uh, and one was 25. So they were just, like, babies, too. They're young, yeah, and, like, it's so... And they're these cool, handsome, like, fun-looking guys when you see their picture. One of them's kind of a babe, to be honest. He's, like, my type. Look up their photos. I will. I was just going to say, I, it's so sad to me when people, like, come to Canada or you hear people, stories, you hear it a lot in the U.S. as well. Like, people come to the West and they have this, like, such idealized idea. version of what yeah. their life is going to be like here. And, like, while it can be, yes, it's just super devastating when you hear of stories like this where it just ends so tragically. Like, like people that think they're going to live the American dream have some tragic event happen, too. Yeah, like, it's, it's so it's sad. sad. Yeah. I mean, again, I feel like I say this every week. It's always sad. It's just certain things of like a different type of sadness or a different level of sadness. And those ones always just seem to get me because people that come here are just so optimistic and really want like they're coming here to better themselves, to live a better life. And then 
It's just taken from a them anyway. Yeah, it's just sad. And he was already coming here and working as an engineer. Right. So he clearly was an asset to like a huge workplace and a place that you need to be very well educated and well spoken from my understanding to be an engineer in a lot of cases. So he probably already had a very good education mm -hmm. and came here to truly just get that above and beyond secondary education. So it's extra sad that yeah. it seems like they really strive to be, you know, get good grades and work hard and had achieved all this. So Tosin, Amos, Arowashi, and Chibize Moma, also known as the by the club that they worked at and the club staff as Easy and Tosin, which I'm going to go with that even from now on because I think those are really cute nicknames too. Yeah. Well, one's his first name, but Easy just, I thought it was cute. So the night after this attack, there was seen in a post with those nicknames referenced by the nightclub. When police arrived, that's weird timing. Can you hear the sirens? I did hear the sirens. <laughs> they heard you. When police arrived. <laughs> <laughs> no. When police arrived after being called from members on scene, and they arrive at 3.30 in the morning to ATL on Highway 7 and Keel Street. And as we said, the other place was like at the corner of Highway 7. So these places are like down the highway from each other. They're literally a 15 minute drive. It's so crazy. Anyway. Police arrive on scene around 3.30 to Highway 7 and Keel Street, only the 15-minute drive. They find Easy and Tosin, who were shot outside the club where they were standing as night guards at the door. A 20-year-old woman was also shot and rushed to the hospital with a quite severe gunshot wound as well. We do come to find out that she is still recuperating, but she's going to be fine, it sounds like. But it sounds like it was very serious yeah. at the time it happened. I wonder if she somebody did just, not... like, drove by. That's what I thought when I started reading this, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Kind of. The young woman did not work at the nightclub. She was just a club goer. Um, so she was just there having a good time when this happened. Reports did say, too, for members inside the nightclub that night, that there was some type of altercation or ruckus. And maybe somebody was removed from the club. They didn't really give any more information from that. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they do wonder if maybe someone left the club and came back for redemption. Yeah, drunk, drunk and angry. How dare yeah. you kick me out? Exactly. So, Tosin had just recently graduated with his master's, like, just. Mm -hmm. And in his grad photos, he's seen displaying a sign that says... A world of possibility awaits you. Oh my gosh, stop. And a friend goes on to say immediately after that, where are those possibilities now? They've all been taken. Yeah. And it just, like, broke my heart. Because when I read this, I was like, oh my god, he's, tw like, 22 and 25. And, like, so optimistic and doing way more better things than I was doing at 22 and, and 25. world of possibilities awaits you. Yeah, that's just so... Every time I read it or say it, it literally makes me cry. Surveillance videos does show a slim-billed man looking to be in about his 20s, wearing a white t-shirt. They don't specify a race or ethnicity of this gentleman, which I thought was odd that they had an idea of his age. But every account says slim-billed 20-year-old that's all they're going with white t-shirt it's super vague are they asking people to look out for this person or if they know anything or they're are they asking for nope they're asking for people in the surrounding areas to pull as we hear frequently cell phone footage doorbell footage surveillance camera footage anything they might have keep in mind it is 3 30 in the morning so there should be very few people passing by your camera at that point in time yeah. It must have been real dark or he was really far away if they can't tell anything else about him. Well, and I find it... That's where I think that it's not a person from inside the club. No. Because you'd think someone would have a bit more information, but they're not ruling that out. Right. So that's what made me kind of be like, well, maybe they know something we don't. That's why they're not ruling it out. They always know but again, something we don't. Always. Literally always. 
especially this so early in an investigation like that. Like it was only a month ago. Totally. I mean, I've heard of, wasn't there a case that we covered recently where it was like they released some detail 20 years later and people are like, you couldn't have released that to it us? It was the Shermans. Oh yeah, the video of the walking man. They released just the guy walking past the end of the alley and they thought he had a bit of an unusual gait and we're like, maybe you'll recognize him. Or like, you couldn't have released that to us like a week in? Didn't that happen in, like, 2016 and they released the footage in, like, 2021? They released the footage at the end of last year. So, yes, it was, like, December of 2021. And, yeah, I mean, the case is eight or nine years old at that point. There's been a couple of those that we've covered recently. And then... Yeah. And, like, there's value... I don't know. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a cop. I'm not doing real investigations. But I think there's value in it at the beginning. But I think after it's been a certain amount of time, it's like... Obviously, this is, like, it's been well, it's, literally 30 days, so fine. And we've talked about this, I think, with, like, the Long Island serial killer. Like, why are they keeping that one nine one one call a secret? Right, yeah. It's been so many years, like, and if you value? think there's something in that call that you don't want, or that's, like, an identifying factor, then let other people listen to it and see what they can figure out. Yeah. I got questions, people. Yeah. But, I mean, in this case, it's literally been 30 days, so it makes sense, I'm sure, as the case develops or as they investigate it, more will start to come out, but that's definitely strange. And so they didn't release any video footage, they just... No, there's no video footage uh, that I was able to find at the time mm-hmm. that any source was willing to, like, right. put their name on. Right. Yeah, because you would think, like, to me, when I hear that, two security guards, okay, like, the, if they're the doormen, they stand outside. And they were, yeah, yeah. they were, like, the door staff guys. So then a third girl, she was probably outside smoking or texting her friend or waiting for somebody. and Or even if it went through the wall, she could have just been on the other side of the wall to where they are. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds like a quick little drive-by. That's what's... I can It was my initial thought. Or a quick little um, walk-by, I guess. If they say they have yeah. somebody walking on surveillance Like a bicycle? Footage. I kind of know it seems silly, but someone late at night, we, in Victoria, how many times did we used to see people just on their bikes at it, like, when the nightclubs were closing? Yeah. They could easily drive by and hit someone, stab someone, shoot someone. Yeah. It's possible. It is very possible. Yeah. A friend of Tosin's named Michael Aguirre, he said that he actually had two weeks, or sorry, plans in a few weeks to go stay at Tosin's place because he had just gotten his first apartment. Well, isn't that adorable? Like, he was so proud to have his first apartment that he was starting to... so young. Right, yeah. And just out of college, so they were probably living in dorms or on campus before. Especially if they didn't know the area and had immigrated here. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me if they lived on campus for the first year or two to get familiar. I would in a new place. But it seemed like, from the sounds of it, a bunch of his friends had reached out saying that they all had different weekends kind of planned with him. Like, he was so excited about his new apartment. He had just, like, sleepovers planned with all his friends. That's amazing. It was really cute. And another friend was coming from Nigeria to visit soon and was going to, like, crash on his couch and things like that. It seems like he didn't have a mean bone in his body and was definitely planning for the future. Yeah. And this just halted all his plans. Well, yes, it sure did. Other friends also came forward saying things like they had been friends for 10 plus years and they had never seen a day where his parents weren't proud of him. Oh. Yeah. The parents always To help getting... their parents. Yeah. To help their parents, a GoFundMe has been set up to help, hoping to raise 50000 for the families. Um, we'll post the link to the GoFundMe as well. So if you're so inclined... You live in the area, you just want to throw in a couple bucks. Anything is much appreciated, I'm sure, by friends that have set up this GoFundMe and their families. Absolutely. Most of this money, sadly enough, is used to get their bodies back to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. That is a very expensive process, and it does fall on the families to get the remains of a family member back. And unfortunately, a lot of families end up cremating their family member before they get to have a proper goodbye 
just because they can't afford to do it properly. Yeah. And so every family should have the right to say goodbye the way they want to with whatever moral, religious, personal views they have. That is up to them. Even cremation and like all of that stuff is so expensive. It's so wild to me how much money it costs just to like. Yeah. Say goodbye. Say goodbye and like give your family member, your loved one, like a resting place, if you will. Like it's such a financial burden and so many people these days can barely get through their regular day to day. I think it's a, so. the average funeral costs six to ten thousand dollars now. That's insane. It's a wedding. Yeah. You pay as much to celebrate a holy union, so to speak, quote unquote, as you do to get put in a box and put in the ground. It is very sad. Yeah, and like a lot of that is just paying for the casket and all of those like services. Like that's yeah, you get food and a venue and this and that, and then you. You know, sometimes you pay someone to make a slideshow for you, and then there's a florist, and then there's, you know, there's all these things. I feel like even besides all that, though, because a lot of people will say, like, that's a choice. Just, like, the basic bare bones of, like, getting a casket and having like, a no burial casket. There's a cardboard or doing box cremation is so expensive. I know yeah, that. You... I just put down a dog, and it's, like, it's just so expensive. Oh, yeah, that's expensive. You know what sucks too? It's like, this sounds so morbid. <laughs> but I love Tucker, and for anyone who knows who Tuck was, he was like a Mastiff cross. He was like 175 pounds. A lot of shit that they do for your pet is by weight, yes. including like euthanasia, cremation. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. It's a personal choice. Yeah. But they factor in if I was to choose that method, how much space would he take up? And would he be able to be? <laughs> of course. And it did. sounds so morbid, but like, that was a heavy dose. Okay, so I just looked it up. Basic services um, of the funeral director and a casket, $902. Cremation casket, $977. The urn, $300. This is just like a basic. Being dead? Priceless. Yeah. I, Do you remember those MasterCard commercials? Yeah, no, we're not doing that. But I just <laughs> I just can't believe it. This is just like an average. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Anyway. Oh, that's just like your run-of-the-mill Joe Schmo. This has gone off the rails. We will leave the GoFundMe link in, again, the episode yes. show notes. If you are interested in donating to the GoFundMe, the family, I'm yes. sure, would greatly appreciate it. And it's all going to go towards just giving these men... A proper burial goodbye, reuniting them with their loved ones, like literally just the basic. That literally is what it is. It's like just reuniting them. That's the best way to put it. So there is a different phone number, just so I will list it here in case anyone isn't able to locate the show notes or isn't comfortable viewing them on their device. It might not, they might be cut off. I don't know. But anyone who was outside of the nightclub at the time of the shooting that might have cell phone, video, or photos, dash cam footage, or any type of surveillance camera, if you were nearby, is asked to reach out to police at 1-866-876-5423 at extension 7865. And again, you can always go through Crime Stoppers as well. There is no indication to believe that this suspect has fled. We know very little information. So if you can even help put a name to the face of this 20-something slim-billed person, even if you were at the nightclub that night, you were with your friend and they're in their 20s and they had a white t-shirt on, you know, say something. Or maybe you Even like, just let them be cleared. Recently met some guy and he was talking about how he's such a badass and killed two men. Because these idiots do that too. These guys so, do that. I'm going to say, I feel like so often in these kind of cases, we hear just like the person couldn't keep their mouth shut. Like a lot of the time. Well, the worst part is the girl usually gets asked and they go, oh, well, I didn't think he was serious. Yeah, or that. I mean, not even just a girl. You hear that. like people hanging out with their friends or like when we covered Dell and Millard, it was them just, yeah. remember, they were just like drunk shooting the shit with these teenagers bragging about it basically. 
uh, rapping. Basically, yeah, like, why do teenagers get drunk and rant and rave about their crimes? Most of the like time, teenagers, criminals, unless they are serial and very meticulous. Yeah, or just like career. I was looking for the word career. Um, they can't keep their mouth shut. So if somebody yeah. says something and you're thinking, or they're like, Ed Kemper and they call the police and say. It just can't be stopped. Can you come arrest me? That is a serious one-off. <laughs> Most of the time, they just can't stop talking. So if you have, if you just like know a weird, like kind of odd guy who's said he's done some weird shit, and you're like, keep an eye on them. Right, a hundred percent. Report them because people aren't always just embellishing to sound cool. So a hundred percent. And I get that it might be hard to reach out to authorities when you're in your early twenties. When I was in my early 20s, if I heard something like this, I don't know if I would have had the balls to say something. Yeah. So, if you can, try to have the guts to do it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't just... knock you if you can't. I know it's hard. Yeah. But you can submit anonymously on Crime Stoppers website. Mm-hmm. You can be completely anonymous. So, if you just know even something that you think might help or you have a file that you'd like to attach, you can do so there. Perfect. Well, that was... I was going to say... It was kind of... Sh- Actually, it was really short, I but... I was going to say I lovely, like it was really important. but I was going to say important, and, like, I can definitely see how you were getting both of these pop up when you're trying to search for, like, two people killed in Vaughn, Ontario. Like, that's like just... Like, double homicide, Vaughn, Ontario. At, like, 2021, 2022. Yeah. They were like, here you go. And at first, I was like, are these connected? Am I catching someone? But no. Um, fun fact about Vaughn, Ontario, while we're here, Vaughn, Ontario is the home of Canada's Wonderland, Oh, which is like Canada's super fun playground, if you didn't know, it's kind of like, I'm going to give it like a Knott'sbury Farm kind of a feel, it's like a... I've never been there. Amusement park, it's got the rides and stuff. Like California Adventure? It's not like California Adventure or Disneyland, it's much more... Knott's Berry is like really the only one I can really think of, so you're gonna have to just look it up. But I've been there okay. a few times and I loved Canada's Wonderland. Um, so yeah, we I should just, do a road trip. Yeah, I don't know if I would drive all the way there, but I would love to fly there. We'll just drive one way. Yeah, if that's an option, maybe. I just don't know that I can do both ways. For anybody who's still listening to this off topic rant, um, it would take us like four days to drive there, and I don't have that kind of patience in me for getting and I've from done point that A drive. to B. I've done this drive, and I feel like I'm being very overzealous, being like, yeah, let's just drive. I'd probably get like five hours into i get on the ferry and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, honestly, I'm sure it would be an amazing experience to drive across the country, but there is a good dead dead patch in there from like literally Saskatchewan all the way till you get to Ontario that like I'm just not yeah. really interested in like I'm, I don't need to see it I'm good there's nothing to see so, like if you want to drive to like Calgary and then fly just for to do a road trip I feel like that's like a little bit more of a yeah realm. like go through the Rockies and do all just that just to say we did a road trip I just don't think we're going that far um understandable well we have a little we could drive to west edmonton mall and then fly out of edmonton i'd be down for that see that that i could tolerate um but while we're here we have a little bit of time so um i don't have too much to say i was just gonna say i was going through our feed we were kind of talking about this before we popped on and i completely unintentionally by both of us we have done so many cases from bc and ontario like i specifically asked you actually when we hopped on today before we hit record i was like is this case in bc or ontario and you're like ontario ontario and i knew i even knew as you asked that i was like i know so please anyone outside of bc or ontario or even if you are in there but you have a case from outside of bc or ontario because we crazy. Well, next week we are not heading to BC or Ontario, um, so that's great. We're gonna be going. I'm gonna make sure the week after I don't either. We're actually. I'll give like a teaser. I don't usually <gasps> do this, but I'll give a teaser, and then a few of you will Google okay. it and know. But you shouldn't Google it because it's more fun if you don't. We are actually going to cover next week. I'm going to cover Regina, Saskatchewan's first serial killer (gasps) and it's actually quite recent um 
which is surprising for the first one, but also not really because, again, not much happens over there. Um, But yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It involves two indigenous women. So we're going to have a bit of a conversation about that, which we haven't visited in a while. Just um, missing and murdered indigenous women, all those kinds of topics. So get your hats ready for that. Uh, Yeah, just a short week today. I don't mind that. Get your hats ready. Yeah. Get them ready. I don't know what hat, but like. Do you know the French word for hat is chapeau? And how fun is that word to say? (laughs) I feel like we're just trying to fill time now, so. (laughs) No, not at all. I just feel like I miss hanging out with you. So now I'm just like, hi. True. We haven't hung out. I really should go walk my dog. Okay, that's fair. Um, You guys go for a hot dog walk. I'll go for a hot girl walk so I can get my steps in. And And send us your case suggestions for anywhere in Canada. Um, And maybe we will... I don't even know what to suggest. We'll start putting provinces in a hat and pull them out and be like, just find one in that province. Yeah, if you have any cases out... I mean, I'm never going to say no to a case suggestion, but if you have any case suggestions outside Mm. BC or Ontario... Please send them my way. We'd appreciate them a little more right now. That's all. We would. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, follow <laughs> us on Instagram at Podcast by Proxy. Katie's been a little inactive on Twitter, but you can still follow us on there. Uh, oh, yeah. I kind of forgot Twitter exists. I always forget Twitter exists until it notifies me somebody tweeted something stupid that I don't care about. I think also, too, like, it just gets flooded with, like, bad news for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh. You no, thank you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I do not accept this. But uh, yeah, I'll keep you updated on my little health journey, my little meal plan journey, if if you're interested. And nobody's interested. They're you like, should please, you like, should post some pictures don't. of the kind of meals you're eating uh, or making, like on our podcast page. Maybe on our plant page. Post. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Somewhere. Maybe. maybe just make a highlight reel of some meal plans. Sure, I could do that. She's got you, people. She's got you. Everyone's like, oh, thank God. I couldn't eat without her. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. Love you. I'll call you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 How do I stop this shit? I'll stop it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Fuck me.